0: I don't know how you're going to get there, all broken up like a bunch of kindling. Oh, I've got that taken care of. I called the paper and they're sending me someone to help out. He lifted his broken left arm in a sling and continued. I can't very well type in this condition, so I'm going to work with a partner on this one. Does that make you feel better, Colleen? Better? No. It makes me more worried. If the girl is with you and there's any danger, you'll try to be a hero and get yourself killed for sure. You give me too much credit. I hardly know the dame. Her name is Betty or Bridget something, and I'm not about to get whacked over some skirt who I don't know from Adam. No, be a good girl and help me on with my coat. Colleen complied and then put on her coat and headed for the door. Where are you off to? Not that it matters to you, you heathen. I'm going to St. Patrick's. I'm going to pray for you not to get your stubborn Irish head blown off while you're busy interviewing royalty. Jack and Colleen left the building and separated on the street. Colleen headed to St. Patrick's Cathedral and Jack waited for his assistant to pick him up in front of his apartment. Within ten minutes, a pretty blonde pulled up in a 1937 maroon Chevy Coupe, stopped in front of where he was standing, opened the passenger door, and beckoned Jack in. Get in, Kelly. Jack approached the car with some caution, peeked in, and slid in to occupy the seat next to the driver. How'd you know it was me? You know, a girl could get herself in a bunch of trouble letting strange guys in her car. Thanks for the safety lecture. But pardon me if I don't get all starry-eyed over advice from a guy who looks like he was tossed in a cement mixer and spit out the other side. You got a name to go with that attitude? Belladonna. Belladonna Bravo. Belladonna? Like the poison. Only if you get on my nerves. Oh, I can see that this is going to be an interesting afternoon. Okay, sister, have it your way. But I have a deadline, and for time's sake, I'll just call you Bella. You weren't my pick either, Kelly. I just go where the paper sends me, and I guess I drew the short straw. Look, we're stuck together on this assignment, so I guess we're just going to have to try to make the most of it and try to stay out of each other's hair. Jack ignored Bella's last comments and gazed out the window. Soon his attention was diverted back in Bella's direction as the car began to accelerate. Hey, what gives? I know I said we needed to get there fast. I didn't say we had to go like a rocket. Do you want to get stopped by the cops? It might be better than letting them catch us. When Bella moved the rearview mirror to the right in Jack's direction, he could see a black Lincoln coupe tailing them. Somehow I don't think they want to ask us out for a steak. Could they possibly be the gorillas that did a dance on your arm and face? Never mind the chit-chat doll. Step on it. Listen, Kelly, let's get a couple of things straight. First of all, I'm not your doll. Second, stop waltzing me around on what happened to you. And give it to me straight. Why are those gorillas on our tail? The goons in that car are the ones that paid me a visit a few days ago, and believe me, we don't want to see them again. Especially the quiet one. He gets a kick out of playing football with people's ribs. Before everything went black, they introduced themselves with a couple of guns, and what felt to be like a pair of brass knuckles. I believe they said they were associates of Eldo Delafina. At least that's what I remember while I was getting my brains beat out. Now you know as much as I do. Bella looked back in the rearview mirror and saw the black Lincoln coupe gaining on them. Her eyes moved to the speedometer, and then she hit the gas pedal and took the first sharp right into an alley and stopped. They looked behind them and saw the Lincoln pass by the alley at a high rate of speed. Bella took a deep breath and then slowly backed out of the alley. They'd lost them. Jack looked impressed, and Bella looked relieved. Wow, where did you learn to drive like that? Watching gangster movies, you know. Bogart, Cagney, Edward G. Robinson. I just may have underestimated you, Bella. You might be useful after all. Good looking, with plenty of brains, and a good wheel man. Never mind the compliments, Jack. What's the deal on this upper crust type we're going to be interviewing? I hear he was having an affair with the dead girl. I guess when your mistress shows up murdered dating a guy like that, it's bound to put a crimp in your social register. Where do you get this stuff, Bella? Alfred Hughes is a wealthy man who is one of Undine's admirers. We're interviewing him because he's on the list and I want to do a thorough job. I don't think Hughes is our guy, but you never know. He could be a closet psycho. One of those eccentric millionaires who likes to carve up beautiful women for kicks. All I know is we won't find out anything if we don't get going. And we have about a day's head start on the other reporters in this town. After that, it's anyone's game.